remove the social mask. And when you're up there, show people who you really are. Because like I said before, we all think we're, we're kind of different. But you know what? We're all so much the same, we have no idea. And the mere fact that you're opening up your heart to your audience, they will resonate with you and they will connect with you that much better. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. Boy, do we have a fun guest today. I was at the um, Sales 3.0 conference, the CRO 2023 conference in uh, Vegas. And as much as I love going to the conference, what I love most is meeting new people. And I was very fortunate to get to invited to a private dinner with Eli Cohen. And sitting across from me was this fabulous man, Joe Sabatino, who just won my heart and is now my new friend, at least I think so. And he is our guest today. Joe is so different from every other presentation coach and business advisor. His multifaceted background is at the highest level. He brings award-winning actor, writer, television producer, and executive experience to the sales and entrepreneur speaker. Joe brings an innovative approach to his coaching, his unique combination of performing arts expertise and professional athletic experience allows him to provide unconventional and transformative coaching principles. Unlike any other presentation and business coach, his distinct blend of skills and experience sets him apart, allowing Joe's clients transformative results. Joe, welcome to Making Sales Social. Oh my gosh, now that was an introduction. Thank you so much, Brent. It's it's absolutely a pleasure to be here at Making Sales Social. And you know, when I when I think about Making Sales Social, it's such a it's such a great title for this show. And when you think about Making Sales Social, it's so important that executives today in in that corporate sphere really have honed their public speaking when they go to conferences or when they're on a virtual conference calls because if we can't capture someone's attention where our message resonates what do we have we really have nothing so i love that and you know it's interesting i go to lots of conferences mm-hmm. Some speakers catch your attention, grab you in, like you want you hang on every word. And other ones make me want to pull up my phone and answer some emails. <laughs> right? One of the things that you do, and and I have seen this in a, in a couple of clients that you brought to my attention, and I kind of did some poking around. It, it's been transformative. And I don't think it takes that long for you to work with them to get them from a subject matter expert to a subject matter expert speaker, right? And there's there's a difference. So talk about 
kind of how you move from, I know a ton that can bring value to my audience to my audience wants to hear the ton I know. Right. You know, there's this phrase, which I'm sure everyone out there has heard, and it goes a little like this. They say good is the enemy of great. Mm. Okay. So when, when executives are presenting, if they're good, well, they deliver their presentation and finish up their coworkers say, Oh, that was a great job. And then when they leave the room and 15 minutes removed from the presentation, does every, does anyone remember it? Probably not because it just blends in with the sea of presenters. So when we think about how do we really captivate the audience so that our message can resonate, there's a couple of different things that we do and, and what we share at Behind the Talk with our clients, but we really break this down. And like you were saying, I, I think the differentiating factor of Behind the Talk is simply that we're looking at this from a performer's point of view. Because sometimes when you speak with executives and I and I'll say to them, hey, okay, you get you got to go up there and give a performance. They're like, no, I'm not giving a performance. Trust me, you're giving a performance. Now, and I always say to the executives, because as you were alluding to, how do you how do you separate yourself from everyone? I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many people out there. And I always start with saying, you're going to walk on stage differently. And they go, wait a minute, Joe, how are you going to walk on stage? How, how am I going to walk on stage differently? And just like Bryn Tillman walks on stage differently, that's how they're going to walk on stage differently. And what people don't realize is when we're at a conference where we're going up on stage or we're on a digital conference call, there's something that happens. And we have this, we have this thing inside of us that the moment we get a little apprehensive maybe a little nervous, maybe questioning, hey, is that a good opening line? You know, do I want to start that way? The, the speaker before me, they did this. I don't, and we start questioning this. We maybe become a little insecure. And the first thing that we lose is this. We lose our smile. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, think about this. And this is a trick that please remember this. This is a trick that every actor when they're presenting on stage, or look at your favorite comic when they come on stage. And as performers, we all know this. So when we walk on stage, we have to really understand what our brand is. Mm -hmm. So if we understand what our brand and and Bryn, you do this, you're so wonderful at this because you bring on, no, 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 don't get worried. You bring on this fun, exciting, passionate way of speaking. So before you do anything, and I just saw you a few days ago, but before you do anything and before you say anything, you're already screaming volumes to who you are. So before you even say anything about LinkedIn or anything like that, you come up there with a smile, you look at everybody, and you're already you're already syncing with the audience of who you are as a person. Now if you want to connect with your audience, what you want to do is you want to let them see you. So what Bryn Tillman does when she goes on stage is they see her with her smile and how you look, you know, right, left. You, you just observing your audience and then you begin talking. 
So that's really like one of the first keys. We all know this, whether it's human behavior or neuroscience or wh whatever the case may be. People want to deal with people who are positive, who are happy, probably passionate, excited. So we know this for fact. So then the big question comes for anyone out there. If you're going to give a pre presentation, why wouldn't you walk on stage, smile, look to the right, look to the left, and take in your audience so that they can then take you in? And you know what that establishes? That establishes immediately how confident you are as a speaker and how confident you are in your content that you're going to share with them. Well, that's awesome. And I appreciate that you observed that in me. But when I, you know, well, you know, when I, connect with a speaker mm -hmm. it isn't usually the topic it's usually the feeling well 100 percent. and you know there's that old uh, you know we've we've heard this bantered about this saying people don't remember what you say but they remember how you make them feel mm -hmm. so for those of you who you know maybe have watched the television series the, the sopranos back in the day everybody's Obsessed. like Okay, everybody's like, I love Tony Soprano. I love Tony Soprano. Well, tell me, tell me, tell me why why you like Tony Soprano. What what was it that he said that you like? You don't know, but you just you know his aura, his being, how he makes you feel. You know, like guys are like, you know, probably might want to be a little thinner, but I like his how he controls everything and and he makes me feel like you know he's he's the guy, he's the man. So it's we really want to make people emo emotionally react to us. So how yeah. do we make people emotionally react to us? Well, here's a really simple nugget for you. If you're smiling, you're creating a positive experience for them. And generally, when they see you, they're going to smile. Because here's the thing. I always say this. When we meet someone, I'm going to say there's three things that everyone does. And if I'm wrong with any one of these three things, Please type in or 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 ask. Email you. Okay, yeah, email me. But the three things when you see someone, what are you going to do? Well, the first thing you're going to do is probably look at them right in the eye. Mm -hmm. You can stare at them in the eye. And why are you going to do that? Because we know inherently that when someone looks us in the eye, wow, we can trust them. They're looking me right in the eye. And there's that old saying that, hey, our eyes or the window to our soul. So that's the first thing we're going to do. The second thing, we're probably going to have this big smile on our face, right? You're meeting someone for the first time, we're going to smile at them. Why? Well, because inherently we also know that when I smile at someone, it's going to show them that show them that I'm a positive person and I'm going to get that same positive energy back. And here's the third thing that we're probably going to do when we meet someone. Pre-COVID, yes. And now that we're post-COVID, I'm sure it's it's coming back. But we're probably going to reach out our hand and shake their hand and say, hey, it's a pleasure meeting. Why do we do that? Because when we know that when we have body contact, it's an acceptance. It's a welcoming between two people. So now we know inherently these three things are going to in, in, ingratiate ourselves with who we're meeting. And now I just want to jump to 
And I see so many executives that we're innately aware of this when we're having this human interaction in person. But the rules kind of change when we're on in front of a camera on our on a digital conference call. Now you say, wait a minute, how do the rules change? Well, here's how the rules change. When we meet someone on a digital conference call, if I were to look at you, Bren, if I were to look you in the eye, I'd probably be here looking at you in the eye. And so many executives now, they'll talk like this. They need to be looking at the camera because whoever we're speaking to, we need to have them feel because it's not about it's not about me. It's about the audience. What are you going to learn? I have to connect with you. Also, I have to be cognizant of, you know, how does my audience feel about me? Well, if they see me smiling, we have this thing, it's called our automatic brain. And our automatic brain is constantly making these decisions. Oh my gosh, look at Joe Sabatino. What's that in his background? Oh, it's just like a backdrop. Look at look at Bryn. Look at she's got that, she's got that lamp there. She got this, you know, tchotchke and this tchotchke. Right. No, but but we're always making these decisions. So if we stay consistent with who we are, making eye contact, smiling, and then also, and then you have to shake the person's hand. But wait a minute. Oh my gosh, we're on this digital conference call. I can't I mean, shake anyone's hand. How am I going to achieve that? Yeah. Well, you'll notice as actors, as performers, whenever we're on screen, the frame right here, this is where we live. And this is broken down into thirds. So if you ever you're on a television set or a movie set on the screen, you have the upper third, the middle third, and the lower third. So as an actor, when you're working and you want to come alive, we know that generally you probably have witnessed me now speaking. And generally, I'm probably, my hands are coming in and out of the lower third. But when I want you to really remember something or I want to hit home with something, I break that lower third, and now I'm in the mid, middle third or upper third. So what this actually does is it allows me to animate my conversation physically because we speak with these, right? In addition to how we you know, vary our inflections and our animation of our conversation. So there's these, these two schools of thought, these two laws that as an executive, when you're in person, you know that one innately. Also, as an executive, you need to understand that we need to connect with our audience. So I love that. And I love that you brought in the digital, too, because so much of our presentations today are on Zoom, right? So much of what we're doing. So, you know, and you gave us a lot of real, I love the thirds, but what can we do to create? So we have a presentation. We're going to talk about the sales numbers for this month and who did what. And generally it's, you know, the numbers change, but it's the same presentation every single month where, right, the salespeople are, (laughs) they have an obligation to show up Mm -hmm. and some companies an obligation to be on camera, which means they can't be doing emails. What do you say to this executive to get their team excited to show up? Where, you know, it goes from it's the exact same PowerPoint with new numbers to I can't wait to hear what's going on in the company. Oh, yeah. So this is, again, everything that I'm going to speak about is rooted in 30 years of performance experience. Mm -hmm. So one thing that performers know 
And this is what we share with the executives. It's about self-awareness. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. So what does self-awareness really mean? Well, what it means is we might be talking about the same thing. We didn't make our numbers first quarter. And, you know, now it's the second quarter. And we're having that same conversation and the third quarter. And we can we can present it the same way. But if you become self-aware, then then the game, the game changes. Because now we know, okay, the executive that has the wherewithal wants to get as much productivity and and work with his team and and build them and empower them so maybe they you know change their results so he or she has to be cognizant of how they're presenting and with self-awareness like we discussed before and we touched on it it's people don't remember what you know what it is we say but they remember how we make them feel so we have to really be cognizant of how are we sharing the same conversation and we're getting those same results, you know, quarter in and quarter out. We want to change that game a little bit. So now we want to interact with our audience a little differently. So I always say people resonate with, and, and Bryn, again, you did this so wonderfully, but people resonate when they see you. When they see you, they resonate. So when we're presenting, you know, the, the numbers, I think it's something that, sales executives can show a part of them. What's something in your life that you can bring out that was inspirational, that you can kind of connect to those sales numbers? I had this one, one uh, my, a good friend of, of mine, I don't know if you're familiar, Bryn, with the show Ted Lasso. Obsessed, okay. yes. Okay, so- See, two of my favorite shows of all time. All okay, time. So, so my buddy created Ted Lasso. And there were so many, if you if you really watch Ted Lasso closely, there were so many business lessons within that show. Just, you know, about positivity and storytelling and everything like that. So I've had, I've shared with executives saying, hey, everyone thinks we're all so different. We're all so different. Look at this, Bryn. I didn't know you were a fan of Ted Lasso. And I'm speaking of Ted Lasso. And now, how about if I, if we're talking about, if we're talking about speaking in public, being confident, and I go, hey, you know what? There's this show, Ted Lasso, I want you to watch because it brings out the essence of what we're speaking about today. Let's let's take a look at this. Now, here's what we do, and we call this suspending reality. We're in a business meeting, but we're suspending the reality of the business meeting and we're showing that scene from Ted Lasso. So what we're actually doing is we're changing the biological state of the viewer because now the person that's seen that is seeing and going, oh my gosh, Bryn, like you said, I'm obsessed. The moment you see Ted Lasso on the stage, your whole chemistry, your whole body chemistry changes. And now you're pumped up. Oh my gosh, it's Ted Lasso. Wow, I, I remember that scene. Wow, that's so cool. Now you're not only are you seeing Ted Lasso, not only are you 
absorbing that message a little differently, but now you've got a new energy all about you. So leadership today has to be creative when they're you know, discussing numbers or marketing or whatever. We have to deliver that information and we have to be creative to have a different delivery system. Oh, I love that. That's a great way, if you know, if a sales leader or CEO, mm-hmm. right, when you're starting these meetings, sure. if every meeting, your once a month meeting, you start with another wonderful scene that does, that sets the tone. And I, I think for someone who's concerned that they may not have stage presence, mm-hmm. that almost like leads them in. So you already have this, your team feeling the way you want them to feel. Exactly. And then that, I think that's a brilliant, I'm going to start doing that. We have weekly meetings okay. every Monday and now I'm going to open up. I'm just going to live on YouTube, finding awesome clips. So I think. All right, cool. That's. Brilliant. I love it. You can even, you can even use a couple of the shows I was in. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So I want to do that and then I'm going to come back. So tell me, <laughs> even though I already IMDB'd you, but <laughs> tell me that some of the shows or tell us. Tell the the listeners some of the shows you've been on, which uh, you have an incredible resume. Yeah, and no, you know I, so many amazing people. Yeah, no, I, I've been really fortunate to look at me getting like a little serious here. No, but I've been fortunate. Gosh, um, I've worked with some of the biggest stars in the world, whether it's been Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, George Clooney, Dennis Quaid, Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, it just goes on and on. But one of the the reason why I, I I just feel so blessed and and have a tremendous and I mean a tremendous amount of gratitude for the entertainment business is because it's it's taught me so many lessons. And what has it really taught me? Well, we all think of when we think of Arnold, uh, Sly, Tommy Lee, you know, all these actors. Oh, they just they're so effortless in what they do. They you know they act, they present, they don't get nervous. They just they're like a different type of person. Okay. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm listening. Everyone. And I mean, everyone gets nervous before they perform. Everyone. Okay. But here's the thing. How does the actor, they don't show that nervousness because the actor has kind of made friends with someone. Now you're saying, wait a minute, the actor has made friends with someone. Okay, here it is. We have as people, and think about yourself when you go to present, and think about yourself when you're just home in the most comfortable environment. We have these two personas that dwell inside of us. The first persona, when it comes to public speaking, is what what I've named, we call him Frankie Fear. And Frankie Fear is the persona of, oh my gosh, I hope they like me. Oh my gosh, my material, is it good enough? Uh, That last speaker was really good. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How's this going to work? I don't know. What, what, what? Uh, That's Frankie Fear. And then there's another persona that maybe is a little deeper inside of us. And I call this persona Frankie Fearless. And Frankie Fearless is this guy. How you know? Me? Yeah. I'm fine. 
Okay, so now we got these two personas, but here's the thing. We can't have too much Frankie fear and we can't have too much Frankie fearless. So what we have to do is we have to feed them both. Okay, so we gotta bring, we gotta bring Frankie fearless in to go, all right, just calm down. We got this, we know this, but we still, every actor, every actor that I know, including myself, I want to be a little, a little nervous, you know, a little, but we don't call it nervous. I want to have a little adrenaline running because I know when I have that adrenaline running, bang, I'm on it. I'm on target. I'm thinking quick. I'm working my audience. And that's how I'm playing the game. So we want to really, as a performer, you, you come and you embrace these two personas that dwell inside of you. And you want to have that, that nice balance because it's then when you hit that Oscar winning performance. I love that. So I am going to just drop some TV show names that I loved that you were on. One, Desperate Housewives. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I was going to tell you stories from every show, but I won't. Okay. No, we don't have time, but we I will get them. Cold Case. It was a Philadelphia show, and I was living in Philadelphia at the oh, time. I watched. So, can I just share this one thing? Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay, when we were out, so I, I was doing a uh, top of show guest star, which is like the lead guest star on the show. Yeah, and I played this abusive dad, and my my daughter was she was deaf, and every actor on the show except the series regulars and myself. Every actor was deaf on the show. And I was communicating and acting opposite these actors. And here's what was so beautiful about it. And I'm getting goosebumps as I'm talking. Please forgive me. But what was so yeah, beautiful is that the actors, the, the they were teenagers that I was working with, I could see them. It was such a moving experience to me because they had to concentrate on what my mouth, how my mouth was shaping, making all of my words and, you know, and creating my words. And that's how they would respond to me. And I just was like, I cannot believe I'm actually doing this. What an experience. So it was wonderful. Okay. So that I was that. Very cool. All right. I'm still naming a few. Prison Break. Fun oh. show. 24. Oh. I mean, who didn't love that? Yes. With Kiefer. Um, sure. Oh my gosh. I mean, that was crazy. So uh, you have an episode on Veep. So does my niece. So my niece. No way. I love it. Oh yeah. Morgan Smith. So we'll have to talk about that one day. She, she had, I think maybe 12 lines in three episodes, but either way, that's awesome. Brooklyn nine, nine. Wait, just real quick. Andy Samberg had me cry so much that I remember before our scenes, they would have to go, we need makeup on Joe because I would literally be crying. What a great guy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Castle was one of our favorites for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Blue Bloods. Talk about yes, it. Yes, Tom Selleck. Great guy. NCIS. Oh, okay. you know, NCIS, Mark Harmon. And we shot that. We were in a prison. We were upstate. Uh, upstate here, Northern California, in a prison. And it was, talk about a unique experience working in a functionally live prison. 
And I had to do the scene where I was down in, in the solitary confinement cell. So just walking down there, I'll, I'll never forget, they walked me into it. Going into solitary confinement is no joke. And then when the door, when my cell door slammed to put me in the cell, and remember, and there's a camera, a director, you know, uh, sound people outside the cell. It was such a, I would say, claustrophobic and such a like strong environment that they were like, "Okay, Joe, you ready to run lines?" And I remember going, "Um, just give me one second to collect myself." So yeah, wow, funny. And then, and I've seen this movie at least three times. I think it was an amazing movie, Vice. What did you do in Vice? Oh my gosh! So Christian, that was. I had three. I had a. I had a scene opposite Christian, where uh, we're on. Remember when in the movie where the guy falls off of the? It was early in the movie where he falls off and breaks his leg, and he's like, ah. So I had. I played this. Um, the foreman for the for the uh, linesman, and Christian. It, it was a three page scene, and they cut it down to nothing. But so I had to play the foreman that intimidates Christian. So I remember when we were doing it, it was a great scene. And I, I had this pipe in my hand and I had to walk up to Christian and go, oh yeah, it was like, listen, Cheney, you don't get in line. I'm going to use this pipe on, you know, whatever it was, but it was great. I love it. Yeah. I so love but it. They, they cut it down the next to nothing, but it was great. It was, you know, I worked opposite Christian Bale and he's one of the actors that I just go, Oh my gosh, this is one of the best actors in Hollywood. I mean, he's amazing. amazing. Oh, I could go on and on, but I'm going to ask one last question, which is what is the number one tip you would give an executive today that is brilliant at what he or she does, but is not keeping the attention of their staff? It's a great question, Brenda. It's a great question. I think the, the number one thing we in life in business we all wear what we call social masks so what do i mean by a social mask well we all have this persona that we put forth it's our winning formula okay and i think the biggest thing that we can do and and the executive and everybody you have to have courage to be courageous i think the biggest thing that an executive can do to really resonate with their audience is remove the social mask. And when you're up there, show people who you really are. And here's why. Because like I said before, we all think we're we're kind of different. But you know what? We're all so much the same, we have no idea. And the mere fact that you're opening up your heart to your audience they will resonate with you and they will connect with you that much better. So it's really vulnerability. Vulnerability. That's right. And it takes courage to be vulnerable. And that's why when you understand, you know what our greatest strength is as a speaker and as people, our greatest strength as an actor, a performer, your greatest strength is your vulnerability. I love it. So for our listeners, if, if they wanted to work with you, what does that look like? And how do they get in touch? Well, first, it looks like a lot of fun. It so, does. Believe me. So you can reach me at joe at joesabatino.com. You can go to my website, 
www.josabatino.com and you can email me there. And, you know, the approach that I use with my company when working with people is simply we're coming, we're coming at public speaking, uh, stage presence, executive presence, body language. By doing this and understanding the behind the talk method, it really helps you with your leadership. Because by understanding all of this, it just makes you, you're seen differently. And it, it gives you that perception of that strong and confident leader. So you can, uh, yeah, just Joe at JoeSabatino.com. Or like I said, just go to www.JoeSabatino.com. And this was great I had to just tell you this. You, your energy is just so warm and so loving that, you know, I, I think today everybody, you know, oh, I, I, I don't know if I should be that vulnerable and say what I want to say. But at the end of the day, you just have such a warm and loving energy. And it radiates when you're on the stage. It radiates when you're on your podcast. And it radiates when we're just sitting there having dinner chatting. So I thank you so much for this opportunity. I thank you so much. This was amazing. And it's just a continuation of our conversation. And I can't wait to continue it some more. So to all of our listeners, I'm sure you got some great value from this. And when you're out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.